Are you interested in becoming a real estate investor? Hi, I'm Ron Caroni, your Saskatchewan mortgage professional, and today I'm going to go through how you can buy your very first rental property. This is the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast, the show that highlights Saskatchewan real estate. Looking to buy your first house, your next investment property? Subscribe to never miss an episode. Here's your host, Ron Caroni. Welcome back to the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Caroni. Here on the podcast, we love to share information about Saskatchewan real estate, hearing from different mortgage brokers, realtors, local investors, all about the province's real estate. If that sounds like your cup of tea, before we get into the video, do me a favor and hit the like and subscribe button. Another quick note before we get into the information, this video is for educational purposes only. Please reach out to the proper professionals before making any investment decisions. Let's go. So why real estate? 90% of all millionaires get to that level through an investment in real estate. Andrew Carnegie said that almost 100 years ago, and I think the logic still rings true. Real estate is an incredibly powerful strategy for investors to make money and build long-term wealth. Some of the key hallmarks that make real estate a great investment are cash flow, tax breaks, appreciation, and the ability to leverage debt. For the sake of keeping this episode shorter, I won't go into the full benefits of real estate investing, but if you're looking for a deeper dive on why real estate can make you financially independent, check out the episode I did with Michael Hernick. It's episode 59 of the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. I'll include a link in the description. So let's touch on the five steps that you need to take to purchase your first rental property. Starting off with money and financing. When purchasing a rental property, you need a minimum down payment of 20%. Now there are some lenders that require more down payment than this, but the basic standard in Canada is that 20% down payment. This down payment can come from a few different sources. Save down payment, meaning you're gonna make that down payment yourself. There are some lenders that allow a gifted down payment. This can come from a mom, a dad, a sister, a brother, someone who is in your immediate family circle. And the other place a down payment can come from is if you and another person are purchasing a rental together. If we can debt service both people, both people can be included on the mortgage and one person can essentially come up with a down payment. While we're lining up your down payment, it's also a great time to sit down and chat with your mortgage broker about getting a pre-approval. To make this process go smoothly, have your letter of employment, most recent pay stub, and a 90-day history of the down payment ready to go. At number two, we have the market. Now that you have the down payment and financing in place, it's time to decide where would you like to invest. One of the best places to start is where you're currently living. You know the area, you know where rentals are most likely to be in demand, and it also helps you avoid areas of the city where you don't want to invest. A good rule of thumb, if you don't feel comfortable walking around that neighborhood at 9 p.m. at night, it's probably not the greatest place to invest. Other location factors when choosing an area also include proximity to amenities. Where are people's jobs? Where are they going to school? Can they shop there? Where can they get their groceries? And is there a nice park nearby? You also wanna look at the demographic of the neighborhood. If you're looking to invest for student rentals, probably finding a neighborhood that is far away from a university is probably not the best idea for you. And last on the list is a future use case for the land. Is there going to be future development in the area that is going to make your property more in demand? Number three, the type of property. And when we're talking about residential real estate, it basically comes down to three things 
a house, a townhouse, or a condo. Now, personally, I would lean more towards single family homes. You have complete control over the asset, as opposed to a condo board where you might have to be fighting with different rules and regulations about rentals and use cases. If you own the property, you can make changes and you have the control over the asset to do what you will. On the flip side of that, if you're a long distance investor, a condo might make a lot of sense. Having a condo board in place that is going to cut the grass and shovel the snow can make the idea of doing long distance investing a little more appealing. Another note on properties is a lot of this might come down to your budget. With a 20% down payment being needed, it could be that a single family house might be out of your price range. Could be that a condo is your entry level. Number four, it's now time to assemble your team of superheroes to help you buy your rental property. Number one, you have your mortgage broker. He's going to help evaluate your financial situation, taking a look at your income, credit, and your down payment, evaluating your financial situation, and helping you to address anything ahead of time before making any offers on properties. Number two, we have the realtor. They're going to facilitate the transaction. They're gonna help you make the offer, figure out if you're getting the best price on that property, essentially be your boots on the ground expert. An important note, your realtor can only show what you ask of them. Have some set criteria that can help your realtor help you. The neighborhood that you like, the budget that you're looking in, the bedroom count, the house size, etc., etc. An insurance broker or agent. You are going to need someone to help you protect this newly acquired asset. And a quick note on this, you do need home slash fire insurance when buying a property in Canada if you are getting a mortgage. The home inspector. They're essentially a detective for a house. They're gonna help you look for any obvious defects before you commit to buying the property. A property manager. If you're not going to self-manage your rental property, you do need a trusted professional who can help you with the move-in, move-out process of a tenant, handle any maintenance concerns, or anything that comes up in the tenant journey while you're owning the rental property. A lawyer. Despite what other lawyers might tell you, real estate law is a completely different law and requires a specified knowledge base. I would always recommend to work with someone who is a specific real estate lawyer. And lastly, an accountant. If this is your very first rental property, it would be a really good idea to sit down with a tax professional who can help you write off expenses at the end of the year. And lastly, at number five, we have the numbers. All right, so quickly touching on cash flow. Cash flow is the amount of money you have after you minus your expenses from your income. It's also one of the most important numbers that investors use to determine whether a rental property is right for them and if they're making the right return on their down payment. The reason cash flow is so important is because if you do have a cash flowing property, you can hold on to it forever and take advantage of that long-term equity and appreciation. And a bonus here, once you have the mortgage paid off, you're going to see a major boost to cash flow numbers, which can help you in retirement. Now everyone is going to have a different number that has a rental property making sense for them. So what I'm going to do right now is run you through some common expenses and profit makers that can help you determine whether a rental property works for you. Let's start with the expenses. Mortgage payment, property taxes, home insurance, utilities, condo fees if they apply, maintenance, capital expenditure. This is money set aside for future upkeep, like a new roof, vacancy, 
you have to account for periods of time when no one will be renting your property, marketing expenses, that includes your budget for Kijiji or Marketplace on Facebook, and lastly, closing costs. And potential profit makers. We have room or suite rent, garage space rent, and laundry. Keep in mind that when we minus our expenses from our profit makers, we want there to be money left over. There are investors who invest for appreciation. However, I would say this is a more risky style of investing and I would not recommend it for first time investors. And the last step of the race is to commit. Take the plunge, commit to the process, meet with your mortgage broker, find a good realtor, start running numbers on properties. The first one is always going to be the most difficult, but in the end, it's going to be the most worth it. Now you might've finished this video and said, Ron, I knew all of that stuff. I'm only looking for a good mortgage broker. Well, you're in luck. All you have to do now is go to my website. On there is a mortgage application. I would be more than happy to take you through any of the financial steps that you need to take to become a rental property owner. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and found it informative. If you did, do me a favor and hit the like and subscribe button. If you're looking for more information on Saskatchewan real estate, feel free to check out my social channels in the description below. Until next week, I'm Ron Caroni, your Saskatchewan mortgage professional. Bye for now.